Hi, I'm Tish. I'm Juliana. And this is episode 35 of In the Movies. This week we're talking about Vicky Cristina Barcelona and separating the art from the artist with our special guest, Brienne. Hi. How do you separate just a movie from everything you know about the movie? Just because a movie has the trope in it doesn't mean you can't love the film. Female characters that we do get, every single one of them is important and has character. That is LGBT representation, like, in a nutshell. We've reached the end of film technology. (laughs) (laughs) It's me. (laughs) Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming, finally. I know. (laughs) I know. I'm finally happy to be here as well. So... We may have given you a little shit on the last podcast. Did you? Oh. <laughs> and now I'm in even more shit because I didn't actually listen to it on top uh, of it. So there you go. You're so I'm, I'm totally caught now. Just like everyone else. Oopsie uh, <laughs> <laughs> poopsie. It's okay. I admitted it was also my fault. <laughs> oh, okay. So it, I, I will take partial blame for it, but I will take full blame for not actually hearing you blame me on the last podcast. Fair enough. <laughs> Okay, it was not my fault. That's <laughs> <laughs> all I mentioned. <laughs> Juliana had nothing to do with this at all. No. no. Uh, so, Brienne, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Do you like movies? <laughs> I, I really like movies a lot. Uh, so I'm very happy to be here uh, chatting about movies. I spend a lot of time watching movies, mm-hmm. talking about movies. I'm that person that if you start talking to movies about, you will keep talking yeah. about movies with, right? I think that yeah. was yeah. our experience, at least working together for a while. So, yeah. so uh, it's my pleasure to be here and pontificate a little bit about movies. Awesome. Um, do you have, like a favorite movie filmmaker? <laughs> Give us an idea of what, what you're <laughs> like, I'm that person who kind of has a little panic attack when people ask me. Oh, yeah. About I, we get it. We get know? it. Of course. Yeah. You have say you're in the movies and they're like, well, what's your favorite? And I'm and like, like, uh, oh, like these hundreds? So like, I don't know. can't even. Yeah. Well, I can say, like, I really started getting into movies in the sort of early 90s. And it was my sort of, like, form of rebellion was watching, like, really mm-hmm. fucked up movies. So... <laughs> It was back in the days of, like, showcase showing, like, new European cinema. (laughs) That sounds really snotty. But it was... Nobody who watches showcase now and sees, you know, CSI for, like, 24 hours a day will understand. But uh, we saw some really, really wild stuff. And so that was, like, I watched it. So it was, like, weird voyeuristic thing, I guess. Form of rebellion. But um, I, I watch pretty much everything now I would say with the exception unfortunately of superhero movies <laughs> we've had that discussion before yeah. and uh what else don't I watch that's pr- maybe science fiction sorry I know that it's <laughs> not a popular thing but I uh, I'm trying to think what I've seen recently that I've enjoyed I really enjoyed Moonlight recently I've been mm-hmm. watching I like s- a lot of the French people <laughs> like Michael Haneke I like so some of the really messed up stuff Claire Denis I don't know I like movies from all over I'm a fan I have a love-hate relationship with Fellini 
Fair. You know, fair, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, for the most part. So, I could go on and on, and, but it is hard for me to, like, pick a specific time, and I've studied a bit of, about cinema, and, mm-hmm. and I, I like to make films, too, so it's, mm-hmm. that's the scoop on that. So, I like movies. So, you fit right in. Oh! <laughs> That's good. <laughs> well, like Otherwise, it'll be super awkward. Let's <laughs> have some So, do you like movies? No. <laughs> no. Wait, why am I here? Yeah. Yeah. Why am I here? I don't know. Mm. Sit um, awkwardly yeah. between us and say <laughs> nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, should we just dive into this movie? Let's dive in. All right. Uh, we're talking about Vicky Cristina Barcelona from 2008, written and directed by Woody Allen. Starring Rebecca Hall, Scarlett Johansson, Javier Bardem, and Penelope Cruz. And the summary is, two girlfriends on a summer holiday in Spain become enamored with the same painter, unaware that his ex-wife, with whom he has a tempestuous relationship, is about to re-enter the picture. Dun dun dun. Dun dun dun. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of accurate, I guess. <laughs> I would just grab them from IMDb, and then sometimes we're like... Mm, is that what the movie is? <laughs> yeah, that is... Sure. That summary In is interesting. Sentence, sure. Okay. <laughs> Two girlfriends. Two girlfriends. Yeah. Where shall we begin with this? I'll start. I've no- made a note right away, like, first impression, because I've watched this before mm-hmm. many times because mm-hmm. I like it, um, but I haven't watched it in a while. My first impression was it was very... It looked very warm coloring. Like, right away, I was like, oh, this looks different than the, like, studio television show I've been watching for a long time. Uh, So that was, like, a nice change. Um, And then also, fucking narrator. Yeah, the narrator is frustrating. Really annoyed me this time. And I think that's because you're analyzing, too. Yeah, I'm really paying... I'm not just, like, watching it because I'm like, "Mm, I feel like going to Barcelona. I'm going to put in this movie like I do sometimes. I was like... I'm focusing on this. Then I was like, shut up. (laughs) Disclosure, I read some reviews, again, (laughs) of the film, and someone pointed out not only is the narrator, like, completely useless in this movie, Mm -hmm. like, being like, then they go inside. You're, we're watching them do that! (laughs) But also the, the, the voice, the male voice is actually just completely ill-suited for narration as well. That was so, there was a review that actually pointed that out, and I thought, that, yeah. Well, why? It sounds very, it doesn't match what you're looking at, like, the voice and the narration style, and I'm just like, why are you speaking? And then it's like, you're, it's like someone was reading the book, but you're, like, I'm watching the scene, you don't need to read the description of it, and then they went here, and then... why you adapted it to film. Yeah. yeah. You know, it was like, uh, uh, yeah, it was really unnecessary. It was super unnecessary. I was like, I would have got that without you saying yeah. it, mm-hmm. really. I see what they're doing, and I can kind of pick up how they're feeling <laughs> and what they're thinking Yes. Without you telling me. Or I'll get new actors. Yeah. Like, that's their job, is to emote that yeah. to you. And it starts right at the beginning, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. it starts First with thing. them describing the two characters. It's like... To you know, very cooker cut, cookie cutter kind mm. of characters that you would mm. be able to pick up pretty quickly, yeah. right? It's you know, it's they're obvious, they're archetype characters. They're exactly. not hard to figure out and complex. Yeah. He's like two girls 
who had so much in common except for their view on love. And I'm like, yeah. what did just happen? Yeah. yeah. I feel like it could, that could have all been taken, taken out because yeah. like the scene with Javier Bardem when he like approaches them and that says it all. It says it all. And like the, their reactions yeah. to it make it so yeah. obvious and she's on, uh, Rebecca Hall's character's on the phone. Well, Vicky. Which one's Vicky? Yeah. And which, Vicky. Yeah. Yeah, she's on the phone with her, like, n- n- you know, knobbish kind of <laughs> <laughs> New York, you know, you know, preppy, I, mm-hmm. you know. Mary Rich, I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it sounded like whatever was going down in New York was A-OK. Right. Right? But, um, that red silk shirt on Javier Bardem. <laughs> I, mean, I wouldn't say no. I wouldn't like. I wouldn't like kick him out of my bed. No, no. And the scene where they introduce him, where she's just like interrupts to be like, "Who is that? The painter?" I'm like, no, that's. No. And Why would she, you just assume that that's the painter? Just to talk about him, she's just like, "Oh, is that the guy you're talking about?" What? No. What? <laughs> Which guy? Yeah, what? yeah. yeah. Oh. Just like, and then you don't see him in that scene. You see him later. Which yeah. Is interesting. And then it's like, oh, it's Javier Bardem. Yeah. Which, frankly, is just poor man's Jeffrey Dean Morgan to me. What? <laughs> oh, okay. I love Jeffrey okay. Dean Morgan. We may have to And I saw him first. This. Oh, okay. Well, so that's it's the like, problem. Oh, this yeah. is like the Spanish version. <laughs> they are like eerily similar looking. Really like, similar. everyone says that. Um, I'm trying to think. The thing is, Javi Bardem is, like, super creepy in some movies. That's like, I'm true. thinking No Country, and I'm immediately yeah. turned off. Yeah, I, I get it. I get it. I mean, his hair was much better in this movie. Right. Um, but, I, I again, I'm going to have my, like, cinema nerd moment, <laughs> where, like, the first movie I saw with Javier Bardem was uh, Yamo Yamo. Ham Ham, if you will. <laughs> Delicious. Uh, with, and it's Penelope Cruz's first movie. Oh wow. oh, wow. And she was very young in it, probably too young to be in it. And it made me realize that... That sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> and it was uh, Almodovar. I'm pretty sure it's an mm-hmm. Almodovar movie. And uh, it made me realize Spanish people have things about eggs and omelets. <laughs> and I... You'll notice it now when you watch Spanish movies. There's there's lots of eggs and omelets involved. And I remember asking <laughs> someone what that was about. But anyway, so Javier Bardem <laughs> is not Jeffrey Dean Morgan. I didn't know till um, what was he in The Good Wife? The Good Wife, and he's in that zombie show too, right? He's in The Walking Dead now. Which the I Walking Dead. Show. I think Anatomy. it was probably Grey's Anatomy. Where I've Grey's Anatomy. Like, oh boy. Clearly, I stopped watching it. Season three. Season (laughs) two. Okay. Prettier. Whoopsie poopsie. That and also, I don't know, I must have seen him in some other stuff, but probably most. Well, he's also in P.S. I Love You. He was like, I think his accent wasn't great, but he's like an Irish man. He was supposed to be an Irish dude. Yeah. I mean, playing the guitar in the Irish pub. For me, he is the poor man's John (laughs) Hamm, but that will take this this podcast in a totally different direction. But that's mostly because I watched that show about Miami on Netflix, whatever it's called, uh, Golden C- Magic City. Note, he's in it. Okay. You watch it. <laughs> okay. And he's like, for me, like, you know, don't come after me, <laughs> Jeffrey Dean Morgan. But he's like the poor man's John Hamm in that. If John Hamm is, can be, if someone can be a poor man's John Hamm. I don't, I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. Okay, that's taking us way <laughs> off topic. <laughs> 
Everything does. <laughs> anyway, he is love. Harvey Birdman he's lovely. Is, is he's lovely. He's hot. He's, we're, we're not saying he's not hot. It's not like I'm like, why do they like him? He's a gorgeous man. He will just always be like the Spanish version that came after. Yeah. Of Jeffrey Morgan. Okay. Um. So he comes. Okay, that scene is so weird. It's so yeah. It's so I, weird. Mm, yeah. And that made me just like. A lot of other things made me say this, but, like, nobody talks like that. Yeah, yeah. This no. whole movie is, like... That's a Woody that's, Allen. I was gonna say, that's yeah. very Woody Allen. He's very <laughs> pretentious. Yeah. yeah. Pretentious, yeah. and, like, everyone's, like, analyzing each other and themselves, and they're so, like, self-aware, yeah. and, like, yeah, the way, like, Vicky talks sometimes, and, like, what, what? Is this a research paper? Like, what are yeah. you saying <laughs> that you've, like, thought about this too much, and just... His whole, like, I've come over here to mm. take you to Oviedo and <laughs> make love to you. Why, <laughs> why is this weird? Yeah. It's like, no, my favorite was, again, I'm I'm totally stealing this from one of the reviews, was when he's seducing uh, Christina, mm-hmm. in, and she's like, if you don't take my clothes off soon, this is going to turn into a panel discussion. You're like, what? <laughs> right. You know, like, the panel discussion. Who says Nobody says that. Like, even, like, I may make a joke or two about panel discussions, but, like, that's <laughs> not, not that situation. <laughs> like, come on. You know, seriously. Especially when you're about to, you know, barf or have diarrhea. Like, come on. Like, it's just... Anyway. Uh, yeah. Yeah, nobody, nobody does. I feel like that is totally Woody Allen, yeah. though. And yeah, the whole, I realized watching this, because I've seen a few other of his stuff, but... Like, this whole thing is just, like, his voice through almost every character. All, yeah. All of his... Like, especially Scarlett are. Johansson. I was like, she is, like, the Woody Allen of this movie. You thought she was? See, I thought Rebecca Hall's character was... Too. They both had their moments, but sometimes yeah. literally the way that Scarlett Johansson was talking, I was like, you are, like, delivering a Woody Allen line that he, like, wrote for himself. <laughs> and otherwise, her character is, like... And and this was consistent, not only in how I felt about it, but, like, the, all the reviews. It was, mm-hmm. like, she has no, really no character. No, she has no, no purpose. She has no, no, she's just hot. Hot and... and it's like, oh, yeah, I'm gonna, I think it'll be interesting <laughs> to sleep with this guy. And then it's like, oh, yeah. And then I, has a crisis at the end. Like, that was yeah. even more like, oh, and then yeah. I, I didn't understand. I don't understand her Sorry, that was a spoiler. Point. Oh, we spoil. We oh, spoil away. Why okay. are you doing listening if you haven't seen <laughs> it? It came out in 2008. I think we're like, okay. I don't know. I want to listen to these ladies discuss thoroughly Somebody this movie Googled that Somebody by seen. accident, and they're but, like, I oh, ruined it. I don't understand her character at the end. It seems to come on so sudden. They're like, yeah. she was having this great time in this hot, like, threesome relationship. Yeah. And then one day, while reading a book in the yard, yeah. she was like, oh, I don't want this anymore. What? I'm restless. What? But then it's just part of, like, the style of the movie is, like, we don't see any, like, character no. development. The no. narrator's just like, and one day they did this, and one day she felt like this. And, and the like, character development is them saying, you know, I get, <laughs> one example is, I get kind of blunt when I drink. And oh, then yeah. she's blunt. You know, like, yeah. it's, there's so much unnecessary exposition yes. in this movie that it's, it's, that makes it pretty hilarious, too. So, like, they have to announce that she's had this change of heart, you know, yeah. and it, 
and it's the narrator, I think, that actually yeah. says it, right? Like, and then it kind of, like, fades into her, like, conversation. And it's like, you could have just had her start saying that and, like, explaining herself to them. Because yeah. it is, she is explaining it to someone, yeah. so it would make sense. Yeah. We don't need the narrator to tell us she's having this, no. like, crisis. Because she's, she has to explain it to yeah. her two lovers. Mm-hmm. And we definitely did not need the narrator. Like, that, that worst part of the movie. Worst part of the movie, for sure. <laughs> Someone please, like, make an edit of this without the narrator. Yeah, just take it out. Just don't change anything yeah. else and just see how it... Yeah. Yeah. You get it. But it... <laughs> but yeah, no, like, the whole... That's the interesting thing about Javier Bardem's character is, like, if we if we want to... I'm probably jumping way ahead, but, like, mm-hmm. talk about the male characters versus the female characters. Like, dude's just kind of rolling, rolling along like he's and he's sort of at the mercy of all these women so Mm -hmm. i thought that was kind of bogus yeah hilarious you know like well it makes me think i don't know the rest of woody allen's work to make like a hypothesis Mm -hmm. but he's put himself into like the two women Mm -hmm. the neurotic whatever and then like he has, like, the man that's, like, the antithesis of that, who's just, like, super chill and confident. I was like, is that the filmmaker, like, creating, like, this is me and this is my ideal, like, I wish this I was like more the like the fantasy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, I think, I don't know, is that a fantasy for women? I guess would be the question. They have your Bardem question. <laughs> or is that, like, the fantasy for, like, what men wish they I were? Think were. <laughs> yeah. I think it's a yeah. thing of... Yeah, men thinking that this type of man is, is what, what women, women want. And then, but women are like, no, we like, like, nice nerdy guys or whatever. But men are like, oh, all the beefcakes get the ladies or whatever. <laughs> and it's like, did you ask women what they want? Or did you just, like, take what, like, the media throws at you and assume? Exactly. You know? Yeah, because even, like, Patricia Clarkson's character is mm-hmm. in for, like, a, a hot minute having an affair <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, with her, like, boring nice businessy husband um another example of just well and even the fiance he they're mm-hmm. just you know he's a little boring and whatever but mm-hmm. like he's like let's do something romantic like get married in barcelona and she, you know yeah. like i don't know i thought like the, nobody was really characterized fully in this movie yeah. and, and the men do sort of seem to inhabit the space where they're just kind of dupes or they're you know the chill dude Mm -hmm. like he's supposed to be just being a painter is supposed to be like interesting enough to like woo all these women because oh he's artistic and he's mysterious and he's whatever inconfident and it's like all the women love men like that but it's like no there's nothing there what are you talking about like Never mind. Well, the one part I did like is how he admitted that he stole or yeah. took a part of Mary Elena's work. Mm-hmm. That I, from a feminist perspective, mm-hmm. appreciated for sure. <laughs> it's like he's he's at least owning that. Yeah. But then she, and, and like Penelope Cruz for me, like stole the show. Oh, she, oh yeah. She is the best part of <laughs> I this movie. I was like, I think she saved this movie. She did. She they does. Both she does. Do. Really? Everyone like, else is together. Like, yeah. like I said, like little Woody Allens or like all these little like archetypes. And I was like, she was the only one who felt like really natural, like acting and just like passion, like, like a real, I know it's not really a real person because everything's crazy, but yeah. like, 
She's like, you came in and, like, saved this. Yeah. Otherwise, it's very, like... Flat. Yeah. I mean, she's a very extreme version, I think, mm-hmm. of her character. But, like, you can kind of get that person that's, like, obviously maybe needs some mental mm-hmm. help. Mm-hmm. And, like, passionate. And you know those relationships that, like, never are really over. Mm-hmm. And they just keep coming back. And they're toxic. And they're... I mean, I get that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. And, and I think she... I mean, she steals every oh. scene that she's in, yeah. for sure. And I think it's interesting, because you were sort of talking about the really warm colors and stuff. Like, she she adds... There's, like, such a placid kind of thing running through mm-hmm. the whole film. So when she comes in, it's just like... And she's like... I've started to like this archetype, though, of the woman who just, like fuck shit up like yeah. you know like Chaos i know creator. feminism really got angry about this like erratic woman who just is like whatever mm-hmm. but uh seeing a character like that in a film like this which is this like weird male fantasy it was following these little paths yeah it was like super disruptive and, and great in some mm-hmm. sort of interesting way so i yeah i mean she just and she, she got an oscar she got nominated for an oscar yeah, for this did. role right so and she definitely added so I mean, much. It's a Woody Allen movie, so someone needs to be nominated yeah, so for got, an Oscar. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's another problem. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, I know everyone in this movie is, like, a good actor. Mm-hmm. And yet somehow it feels like they're, like, not fully doing anything. But I guess that's just the character, because the characters aren't fully realized. Yeah, yeah. Their acting feels like it's not mm-hmm. at 100 and Penelope Cruz came in, she's like, at 100? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, yes, thank you. It wakes you up. You're like, yeah. you're like halfway through the movie, like, and when you're is like, she oh. coming? <laughs> and then she comes in, you're like, wow, whole new film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. it definitely, it definitely, and then of course her like, I mean, she's like the, you know, when she's shooting him at some point, <laughs> yeah. you know, I was like, that is, that is her character in the whole movie, just like, shooting it yeah. up, mm-hmm. all the yeah. light Literally, she came in literally with a gun to, like, (laughs) shoot people. But, like, the whole movie, she was, like, inserting herself in the relationship and, like, stirring shit up. Well, and he was inserting her in the relationship before she even shows up. So that was kind of funny. Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) I mean, because Rebecca Hall's character is like, you're still in love with her. He's like, no, I'm not. And you're like, I feel like you are. And he goes on the whole, like, oh, no, she just, she's yeah. a part of me, you know, and it's like, it's very European. We will always be a part of each other. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, in our hearts. Yeah. <laughs> Why would even... any woman want to get close to you? You'd see that relationship still kind of there and be like, I am running away. Yeah. Well, especially when she literally comes back suicidal. Yeah. Like, I mean. Like, she has to stay here for as long as necessary. That's yeah. a character stretch, I feel. Like, even for Christina, who's supposed to be, like, this free spirit and, like... But, like, yeah. I'm like, really? Would you... It's like, yeah. <laughs> Suicidal ex-wife came back and he's putting her up in the house. Like, you're... The only thing that really bothered me uh, about their whole interlude is when Penelope Cruz uh, gets... Uh, gives Scarlett Johansson the film camera, and she literally isn't holding the camera properly. I don't know if you noticed that, but I'm just like, I think that in some ways sums up the film for me, too. Like, it was super fucking lazy. On some level, it's just like, Woody Allen, 
you know how to hold, I would hope you know how to, if nothing else, <laughs> you know how to hold a film camera. So. Well, and like nobody on set knew yeah, that. Yeah, it's <laughs> like she's holding it like upside down, like <laughs> not, like it's not gonna, that nobody holds a camera that way. Like it would, it would just made no sense. And so I thought that was pretty funny. Like they're all these like, oh yeah, Scarlett, you're gonna get, your character's gonna have so much depth when you start shooting on real film. Mm. <laughs> and she can't show her how to use the camera properly. Anyway, that was a total tangent, but. But I think that kind of sums up, like, yeah. uh, you know, how I, you know, the characterization was a bit lazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's why, it, like, you know, Penelope Cruz mm-hmm. comes out like a firecracker. Cause yeah. Like, he's trying to add these, like, quirky little details and, like, romanticize the dark room and blah, blah, blah. And mm-hmm. it's like, you don't even get it right. <laughs> you weren't holding the camera properly. Yeah. The whole thing kind of feels, like, half realized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and he turns out movies, like, I think he's That's made, ridiculous. like, 70 plus movies in, yeah. like, 60 years. With like all right. the same so characters. Like, how, <laughs> exactly. how much are you putting into each one of these? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Not, an, not, an, not well, enough. Yeah. In my view. Take that, Lydia. Take, take that as I sit here and <laughs> tell you what I think. <laughs> Okay, I wrote this down because it bothers me so much, and I don't know if it's in the film or like they wrote it like this. But like Maria Lana comes in, this bothers me so much. I know what you're gonna say. Yeah. Okay, and she's like, she speaks Spanish, and he's like, you have to speak English in this house. And then she says something else, and he speaks to her in Spanish, and she answers in Spanish, and he goes, you have to speak English! And I'm like, you fucking asshole, you're speaking to her in Spanish. Yeah. And then yelling at her when she wants to speak English. That's so funny. And then, like, I they're think- making the bed and stuff, and she's like, oh, fine, what do you think of this woman? Like, in English. And then he, like, says it, like, quietly in Spanish. And I was like, fuck you! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and I don't know if that's, like, a stupid, not paying attention, like, lazy I thing, or if they were like making him a contradictory like asshole, like kind of thought they wrote it that way, I but I'm not a, positive. Yeah, I mean, because everything. Cause... Maybe I'll we'll throw Woody a bone. Mm. Nobody should throw Woody a bone. That sounds so wrong. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like, yeah, I mean, I think that is. I, it was an annoying dynamic for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and he seems so like great until then, you know, like very like forward and a little bit awkward and yeah. even with everyone, yeah. but no like major <laughs> like asshole qualities. And yeah. then all of a sudden, I'm like, you're being really like rude and contradictory, and like you're trying to talk to Christine like I'm being yeah. so nice, I'm making her speak English, but then you're still speaking Spanish, and then you're confusing Marie Helena, who is like really fucked up right now. Just like, what are you doing? Yeah. Just like, I'd men, you know. Men. Do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> kind of thing. Exactly. Although that was annoying, those were, again, the most interesting exchanges. Yes, yeah, they're the best right? part of the movie. They're, they're best irritates. part of the movie. Yeah. It irritates me just from like a, like a, <laughs> yeah. why are you being a dick yeah. type of a thing. Yeah. It doesn't work that way. Yeah, you can't have full conversations in Spanish and then, like, demand that they be in English yeah. when it suits you. But, uh, here's another little, little fact. Um, Catalan people don't necessarily speak Spanish, so Woody mm-hmm. 
if you're gonna have a movie where someone's an expert in Catalan identity, mm-hmm. they wouldn't would be know, drinking. Yeah, they, they they wouldn't necessarily be dealing with not everyone speaking Spanish. Yeah. So that was like yeah. just like another little lazy point that I was sort of like, dude, like. Especially because she's taking so a Spanish specific. class. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 like, that, that part actually, if you're studying Catalan identity, you know they have their own language, and it's, like, a yeah. major part of the, like, socio-political identity <laughs> of the culture, so, so that to me was kind of funny, too. Like, again, it was just, like, another little lazy thing, and it, it maybe showed the sort of lack of depth that he has with some of these European contexts that he takes on, mm-hmm. like, you think it's enough to be like, oh, yeah, some Spanish guitar, again, this is, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm really, disclosure, don't I don't really it. like Woody Allen, um, but yeah, it's just sort of window dressing, and it looks nice, but there wasn't a lot of depth, even mm-hmm. to the way in which he was, like, engaging in 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 Spain or Catalan identity or what have you as well. Yeah, he likes to just take his neurotic New Yorkers yeah. and put them in pretty European cities. Yeah. Without really... He's not telling you European stories. It's an American and European story. Not at story. all. Yeah. Which could be interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be interesting, <laughs> but uh, I guess the most interesting is a, you know, a threesome between... You know, Javier mm-hmm. Bardem, Penelope Cruz, and Scarlett Johansson, right? That yeah. That's America first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I like the fact that they were like, oh yeah, like I've, we're like in this triad threesome mm-hmm. thing. And I was like, that's cool. cool. But of course, works. like... <laughs> That could work, yeah. Um, <laughs> when what's his face fiance is asking her about it, and he's like, "Next thing you're gonna say you've been to bed with Marie Helena." She's like, "I have," and blah blah blah. And he's like, "Oh, you're bisexual now." She's like, "I don't want to put labels on it." And I was like, "Fuck you." Mm-hmm. <laughs> of course, you don't want to put labels on it. No. But also, it's like, yeah, <laughs> you're come on, you're sleeping with a man at the woman's same time. Stuff. That bugs me personally when they always do that. Even though, like, they brought it up specifically and she shut it down with labels. You're only allowed the label of straight or gay. You're not allowed another something something in between. uh, Like, slutty enough to have a female Spanish lover. Right. (laughs) To be like this weird. And And of course, he's just like. When she starts talking about it, he's just, like, drooling, like, oh. Yeah, like, it was totally <laughs> that, oh, freaking out that two women yeah. had got it play, on. Cool, play cool, dude, play cool. Yeah. Yeah, cool, whatever, right. you you had sex with her in the dark room, whatever. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god. That was, that was a pretty, pretty hilarious scene, too. Mm-hmm. And people were, like, I, again, from the reviews, sort of saying how he just, like, very, like, as much as, like, Woody Allen is known as, like, super raunchy, he was just, mm-hmm. like, a hint, a little hint of lesbianism. Yeah. <laughs> which is pretty funny. He's considered super raunchy? Well, like, I think that was part of his whole thing in, like, the 60s and 70s, is right. that he was, he's, like, 
you know, all about sex and psychoanalysis and yeah, like, like would he, push that envelope. He listened to Freud like too much. Yeah, a little yeah. Bit. I'm like, like, yeah. Doesn't all need to be in every. Oh my film. goodness! And I mean, part of you know that fixation too is kind of what makes him as an artist and and all of the controversy around him even more kind of lurid right so I think there's this assumption that he's quite raunchy but it is a it is a like a linguistic raunchiness I don't think he actually I'm trying to think of the movies that I've seen they're not particularly like graphic or it's just the jokes I guess so it's funny that he kind of goes there very like briefly and and kind of leaves it to her to explain to Mm -hmm. Dweeb from New York. I don't even know what his like. That's literally uh, how I see his character, Dan, Ted or Dan, Dan or something. <laughs> Mike, Mike <laughs> right? It's so very Brett. Alex, you know, yeah, <laughs> whatever. White, yuppie, Blaine. Oh, it's not even that interesting. No. Not even that. It's no. not James Spader. No, no one is James. No Spader. one is James Spader except for James Spader. I mean, that is a linen suit. Yeah, that is a full linen. <laughs> suit right there. <laughs> uh, yeah. What else do we need to talk about? I kind of, I'd like you to stick to your notes. You got a good, you got a good note there. What's my note? Is every Woody Allen film basically just him <laughs> jerking himself off? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to share. Answer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Every Absolutely. character is like, is him. Yeah. Except for like the couple that he put in there that were like the opposite. Like the, the, the sexy, fiery <laughs> Latin woman and the like yeah. cool dudes that he, everyone wants to be. Yeah. And the narration, like everything just feels like, this is my story about two girls. The narration... <laughs> I can't get you over have to the describe that you're physically like holding your face in pain right okay. now. Like I had to share that because you're you're getting ready. The narration upsets me, and every time I think about it more and more, and I don't remember it upsetting me like when I first saw the movie. I first saw this movie in fucking theaters mm-hmm. when I was in university with like the guy I was dating at the time. Oh, like, that sounds like an interesting story. Was no, it? no, okay. not that interesting. Okay. Um, <laughs> We went. We liked movies. Same <laughs> End of story. I saw um, it in theater too. But yeah. <laughs> um, but like, it's just because it's so Woody Allen. He's like, oh, I need something to make this quirkier. Mm-hmm. I know, yeah. awkward, unfitting narration, and mm-hmm. it'll be such a juxtaposition that it'll be just quirky enough that it'll be like cool. And I'm like, what? I I can't. I can't. It upsets me because it's done for. Such like, oh, for no reason. I was like, it's literally done just for you to be like, it's quirky, <laughs> so yeah. superfluous, like, West, and... like a Wes Anderson or something with like the narration and like explaining things. Yeah, and I feel like that works. This was so out of place. But that's like at least that's the whole style that he yeah. does. This mm-hmm. is like a movie, but then like that type of narration thrown on top. Like a book descriptive. Does, I, I mean, I guess that would have been a good thing to look up. Like, does he use... Like, I can't... I I don't know. really cannot... I don't know think if he, or care about his own things, but like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Does he use the narration? That's I don't good, know. That's a good no, question. Gonna, You're going to look it up. talking. But like, it's just... It just feels like he always needs to have his movies be like a little bit quirky and like a little yeah. bit off-center. Yeah. 
So that they're different enough, and I just felt like that was the only reason the narration was there. But I guess yeah. that becomes the upsetting thing, is that, like, they're not different, right? Like, mm-hmm. every single one of his films, probably for the last, like, 15, 20 years, mm-hmm. have been the exact same thing over and over. And, like, the sort of, you know, if I go back in my time machine and remember when I watched Annie Hall and someone's insistence, like... You know, as, like, an English major, I appreciated it, I'm sure, on some level. But that kind of, like, pseudo-intellectual, kind of, like, jokey, neurotic kind of humor, uh, it's just not that quirky or interesting yeah. if you do it in 500 movies. Like, yeah. I... And then, if you actually do have an education, you realize, like, how thin that, like, pseudo-intellectualness yeah. is. I just said intellectualness, even better. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not even, it's not even as deep and as funny as it could go if you're going that way. Yeah. I'm harsh. He's not even, like, Allen, you know? good at what he's trying to do. Like, no. his, his own thing he's created, he's not even as doing it as well as he could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's super, uh... It, it, I think that's the thing that baffles me if, if we're going to talk about, you know, can you, can you appreciate Woody Allen in spite of his, his person, you know, Mm -hmm. and what he's been through in terms of, or what he's put other people through, I guess, allegedly, um, you know, it's, it's uh, from the perspective of seeing what he does, like, I can't say it's all that interesting and I don't understand why. He keeps getting millions of dollars to make <laughs> the same movie. the same movie over and over again because he's Woody Allen at this point. Yeah, it's just Woody Allen. Yeah, that's the industry. It's just names and yeah, and it's it baffling. Is, like yeah. it, it does become quite baffling. Um, and again, okay, I don't know the like '60s, '70s heyday mm-hmm. Woody Allen that everyone is like jizzing their pants over <laughs> all the time. Well, maybe it would have been different, because it would have been new at the time, but we weren't yeah. alive. Yeah, it was a different... <laughs> it's true. Yeah. But, you know, like, I think I compare, like, a Woody Allen to some director I actually like. That's hilarious. But, like, Francis Ford Coppola, <laughs> for example. I love Francis Ford Coppola's movies, but he, like, struggled. I mean, granted, he had, like, big disasters that were brilliant, like, uh you know, Apocalypse Now or whatever, but, like, really struggled to find money to make movies through mm-hmm. the 80s and the 90s. And I was like, how does that... How does Woody Allen <laughs> constantly... Like, I guess he's not, like, recreating wars. Like, he just has a bunch of bourgeois people, like, you know, griping about mm-hmm. both the white people problems, literally. <laughs> In, right? Fun, yeah. Which, yeah. I guess those are cheaper movies, but I, I sit there and I'm like, how does Francis Ford Coppola have trouble financing a film, and yet Woody Allen, being Woody Allen, yeah. uh, gets to make these movies, like, twice a year? Right. It's not even, because it's not even, like, one every once in a while. It's like, he makes two movies a year. Yeah. He's, like, six months on a movie, just keeps yeah. going. That's not even enough time to make a proper movie. <laughs> Well, it's easy if you just take wow. the script, you change the location, get some really, like, you know, get an assistant to go find, like, one or two, you know, cultural token things about the place and, like, mm-hmm. you know, do it. Yeah. That's so- <laughs> get some more, like, young Hollywood stars. 
We want to be in a Woody Allen movie. See, and that's an answer. Let's talk about that. Okay. Yeah, I Let's wrote that down. That. I did write that down. <laughs> what are your thoughts on that? Um, I feel like Woody Allen has this, like, reputation, particularly for women, for, like, providing these great roles for women. That seems to be, like, a <laughs> thing that <What>? is... <laughs> yeah, because they all talk about, like, oh, and, like, Blue ja- and, like Annie Hall and Blue Jasmine and... It's, and I'm like, where does that come from? Because, like, mm-hmm. this is a great film for that as an example. Yeah. I'm like, sure, two of the leads are women, but there's nothing to play in the script. Like, you're literally just going, you're like, okay, I'm the boring conservative one. Yeah. I'm the passionate, free-spirited one. Like, yeah. and to set it up that way, and I'm remembering another really clunky, bad narrator move when she's when Rebecca when Vicky's hanging out with uh, Javier Bardem Mm -hmm. and suddenly the narrator tells us she's she's actually okay with this she's starting to enjoy herself like (laughs) you know just like whoa you know where's this gonna go but yeah the the female characters are so beyond thin they're boring they're boring they're they're, it's not (sighs) None of his films have, like, really full, vibrant, lively female characters, and yet, from what I understand, he's known as, like, oh, well, but, like, these great roles for women. And I'm like, just because you have lines in a movie doesn't make it a great role, like... Yeah. Yeah. And I'm gonna, like, make a controversial statement, even though I haven't seen Annie Hall in, like, forever... You know, the best thing about that movie, like, best thing about Annie Hall were her outfits. The great outfits. And that was all Diane Keaton. Yes. Like, that had nothing to do Because she still dresses that exactly. way. She is Annie Hall, right? Right. So, I mean, as much as people wax poetic about that movie, like, the coolest thing for me about Annie Hall was Diane Keaton being herself. Being herself. <laughs> exactly. Like, picking her outfits and doing her thing. I guess... Good job, you casted the right person, <laughs> whoever your casting director was. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm sure, I think they were dating at the time. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Nothing to say about that. Yeah. Mm-mm. Should we wrap up this movie and then just get into our yeah. discussion? Yeah, Let's yeah, do yeah it. for sure. <laughs> okay. Um, all right, so let's give it... A grade for female representation. Mm. Points to... Mm, there are starring female characters. Yes, true. Two, technically. Mm-hmm. Three, I guess. Yeah. yeah. One, and then you got, like, Patricia Clarkson. Yeah. You got you got a, a, a range of ages mm-hmm. of ladies. Mm-hmm. You've got at least... One brunette and one blonde. Mm-hmm. Two brunettes, <laughs> two blondes. Okay. One woman one. of color. <laughs> yeah. That's true. So there is some technical representation. Yes. Yes. It's not all bad. No. No. It's just not... Does it even pass the Bechdel test? I don't know because they are always talking about... Men. Men, the whole... Like, I'm trying to think. Yeah. They talk about, like, her fiancé. They talk about Javier Bardem. They don't, like, make plans together or anything. No. no. Like, it's all around. As soon as they get there... Oh, before we finish discussing the movie... Okay. <laughs> I was just thinking... Yet. 
that this whole thing takes place in two months. Oh, yeah. And that freaks me out. Because she, like, lives with him. And then she's like, she's going to stay how long? I'm like, two bitch, months. you're only staying, like, a month. <laughs> right. <laughs> what do you care if she stays longer? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. always, it feels like a much longer time period. Because yeah. I'm like, how involved are you in this relationship? You've been seeing him for, like, three weeks. Yeah. Okay, that's us. Some people lead far more exciting lives than I That's, do, perhaps. Although, she, I mean, like, she's staying with someone in Barcelona. Might as well stay with this right. guy yeah. that you're It's more just, like, <laughs> how involved they seem to make, like, yeah. her, like, in their lives and, like, this relationship and stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, but it's been, like, It's a summer fling. fling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You know, it's Sorry. a tourist fling. Like, that was... I just... No. Mm-hmm. I was thinking female representation. There you go. Female representation. Um, it's weak, to say the least. Like, we're talking about the characters yeah. are kind of weak, so... And that the fact that he only feels that he can add depth to the female characters by making them ciphers for himself, <laughs> that's kind of messed up. Right. You know. And that he needs a male voice to come over and tell you what they're thinking <laughs> and feeling. <laughs> that's the thing. As soon as I started, I was like... Yeah. Why is this guy mansplaining, like, mm. women's... Literally, he's telling us, like, what they're thinking and stuff. And I'm like, dude, you don't need to tell me what they're thinking no. when they're on screen acting out whatever they're doing. Like, exactly. It really is, like... The male narrator. <laughs> yeah, the male narrator really, like, kicks down the female representation. Yeah. Because even if you were, like... Because it needs to be framed with this male voice. Right. Right? So that kind of kicks kicks down the female representation mark for me. Yeah. Even, like, knowing it's, like, written by a man, you literally are putting your male yes. voice in the movie to Unnecessary. explain it to yes. Mansplaining. It is yeah. a mansplaining Absolutely. narrator. It's not, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> no points. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> like a... I think of what grade I would give it. What are, are we we're doing ABC? Yeah. So, like, okay. a B would be average acceptable, so... Less than that. Yeah. Um, I was closer to, like, C minus. Yeah, C I was going to say. Area. <laughs> like, I understand that, like, you have the they're literal there. women on screen. Yeah. <laughs> they're there. Just not maybe the best. I kind they're, of agree with yeah. this, like, C minus. Yeah. I'm feeling... Strong C minus. Yeah, <laughs> what that is, and mostly because of the 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 useless narrator, the mm-hmm. useless male voice in the right. narrator, and that he thinks that by making women sort of him, that they have depth. Well, I'm the most interesting person, so if yeah, I'm the right character exactly. Like me, they're going to be the most interesting characters, of course. And for a woman to think like I think, that's just like wow. It'll blow your mind how exactly. intellectual she is. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm good with like C to C minus. Yeah. Exactly. Cool. It's uh like it tricks you because there are women. You're like, this is great. They're doing stuff. <laughs> there. So it tricks you. Yeah. And that's what he does. Then, he like tricks people. I think with mm-hmm. like really actresses that I yeah. think are really rocking. Like mm-hmm. I love Kate Blanchett. Mm-hmm. I. Blue Jasmine, I just, like, I've kind of, like, well, you know, forgotten lots of it, but I think of these really, or Diane Keaton, like, these super compelling women, but, you know. 
not doing them justice. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. At least women were allowed to enjoy sex in this movie. I will give yep. that. Okay, that's true. So we'll give only just because one. sometimes we don't see that. That's true. <laughs> and nobody, like nobody, that said, nobody ends up dying some horrible death because they had a threesome, or mm. you know, <laughs> also you know what I mean. Yeah. Like God you know. didn't come <laughs> down and smite them. <laughs> You know, there wasn't yeah. some sort of tragic thing that right. happened. Like, there was no tragedy in the movie. I mean, she got shot in the hand. In the, yeah, but like, even. to. And that was honestly the funniest part of the movie, right. actually, was her trying to explain to her husband how she got shot in the hand by her Spanish <laughs> teacher. That, to me, was he the has, funniest part of the movie. And he accidentally <laughs> shot me with one of them. And then it just goes, okay. Like, that's how much that guy was a dweeb. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Whatever. Happily ever after, but yeah. But with the money. <laughs> Julian is like, Yeah, I would live happily ever after with that dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, hey. Sorry, it's yeah. my goal in life. Yeah, it's which good. Hey, huge house are we going to buy? A nice yeah, big which, house in New York. Which then. giant house do you want to buy and totally rewire for yeah. excellent viewing experience? Oh my uh, god, that scene when he's talking about that and then they say something like, Oh my god, how much Persian rugs are. And he makes that joke that's like, you don't hear. Mm-hmm. What is that joke? I don't know. I'm like, is it because it's like something super offensive and that was like the thing to like, oddly not narrated <laughs> and then he told a really offensive joke. <laughs> I don't, Gosh, I like, don't if I could remember read, that. I'm sure someone's figured it out because you can like, he says it. Yeah, you, you read, see, read lips. lips. I'm like, I don't know if I want to yeah, hear the end the, of this joke. Yeah, about someone on the internet has figured it out. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, female crew tally. Um, four, t- four out of fourteen. One of them was an editor. Yes. yes, which is cool. And then some producers, as always. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that. Right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um. So, what did people think? Rotten Tomatoes says critics eighty-one percent liked it. Average six point nine out of ten. Audience 74% liked it, 3.6 out of 5. I mean, this was kind of Woody Allen's, like, comeback movie Mm -hmm. after his, like, Mm -hmm. two-decade period of shit. Yeah. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, I think for, like, a lot of critics, even though it's not... I don't think it's... I don't think anyone... We're not sitting here being like, this is the best fucking movie. No, 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 no. But, like, because they were... Feel like he gets a little bit of a bias because people are comparing it to recent stuff. So they were like, "Well, it's better than it's that." So much better. Than that the being crap. said, I don't hate watching it. I'm not no. sitting there being like, "Oh my god," I'm like Penelope Cruz. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was it was fine. It was passable, yeah. and yeah, people. You know, it's funny. I remember having this argument about Woody Allen with a friend of mine, uh, and. She's like, oh, I find it interesting you like all his movies that aren't set in New York City. So that was, like, one of the things hmm. that she sort of pointed out to me. Watching it again, though, I'm like, yes, yeah, it's, it's, enjoy- it's enjoyable. There's, right. like, nothing mm-hmm. offensive about no. it. No. No. You know? Except for the narrative. The narrative. Except for that. Well, now <laughs> that you think about it more. Yeah, I'll never be again. able to watch no, it the same way no, again. No. Well, and you don't have to. That's <laughs> true. Right? But, yeah, so I think, you know, it's... And maybe all my attitudes towards Woody Allen are unfair because I, I do base a lot of it on the last 20 years of his films, which have been garbage, basically, or just boring mm-hmm. or uninteresting and unmemorable. So, 
Yeah, this one, this one in like the slew of movies that he's made has been probably one of the more interesting ones. Mm-hmm. I think it's probably this and uh, Midnight in Paris are two that I like enjoy. Mm-hmm. This one because it's like, ah, oh, Barcelona, it's so lovely. And yeah. it's so warm and yeah, yeah. it's pretty. Yeah. It's pretty. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I agree. I don't like giving things like exact ratings, but like, I'd give it a positive. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> sure, that's. It's we're all pro- like, it's, it's problematic, it as the kids say, but it uh, is problematic. It's but enjoyable it's, enough. It's, it's passable. Yeah. Well, that's a lot of movies these days. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing to them, but you can sit and watch them. That's, exactly. Yeah. We've talked about that before. I don't feel like going home and writing, like, an outraged Twitter essay about this movie, for example. You know? No. It's not that Maybe about the narrator. <laughs> Maybe one tweet about the narrator. Yeah. All right. You're dating. Yeah. <laughs> he's just, he's in my yeah, head. Oh, he's narrating my life for me. Hearing him narrate your life. Yeah. Juliana just couldn't handle the narrator anymore. <laughs> That's what the narrator would do. <laughs> <laughs> Like stranger than fiction, but not funny. Yeah. Right? <laughs> just, just you're just really annoyed. At least that narrator had a point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to tell him he was gonna die. Yours would just be like, Juliana was very annoyed at work today. <laughs> With the narrator, <laughs> literally every day. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, I know. Okay, cool. Separating the art from the artist mm-hmm. is what we're talking about, which is why we chose a Woody Allen film. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't know what you mean. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so this is something we've been talking about as, like, more and more stuff has come out about various people, mostly men, in the industry, and how the industry's reacting, and how, like, the audiences are reacting, and, like, other people in the industry, and is it... Can you separate, like, a good performance or a good film from what you know about the person? Or should it be separated? Or should they get awards? Should, you know, that's what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. It's a timely topic considering Bill Cosby. Yes. Uh, yeah, what's the latest on it? Hung hung jury. So it was a mistrial. Mm -hmm. Um... And with the recent awards season, last award season with Casey Affleck right. and everything yes. that's going on yes. there. So I love my wife, Brie Larson, for just standing there and not clapping. She's so <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, thoughts? <laughs> it's hard. I mean, I already alluded to the fact that I don't know whether I hate Woody Allen movies because they're garbage or whether (laughs) you know I'm predisposed to this like feeling that he's like disgusting as a human being it's really hard for me as someone who like really didn't know anything about him Mm -hmm. like you know till I saw movies that he made in the 90s and the 2000s which I think every like even the critics agree we're we're not good for the Mm -hmm. most part Mm -hmm. So it's, like, super difficult then to be, like, you know, looking, like, I watch some of his stand-up, and it's, like, 
okay, fine. It's from the 60s. It's so misogynistic. Yeah. And there's something super uncomfortable about it. And Mm -hmm. especially knowing how the story. Like he, I I mean, I I shared this with you guys, but um, part of his joke was like talking about how sexual he was from the cradle. And, like, he makes this joke about... <laughs> I'm, like, not even... Jo- I know. That I'm sorry. I wish you could see his face. He makes this joke about how boys are this way and how girls are meant for something and stroking. And he's, like... And would do it in the cradle. And I was just, like... It was, like, a Dick Cavett interview from, like, the 70s or something. And he just, like... Okay, fine. You know, you're recontextualizing something. But there's something really... It was not funny, obviously, to watch it. Mm-hmm. I didn't find him funny. Uh, he made a... He got sued by one of his ex-wives for making a terrible joke about her getting raped, um, actually. Mm. Good. Um, Sue his ass. Yeah, she did. And he, and she won, too, because uh, of a joke he made in stand-up. But it's just like, yeah, you know, you know the rabble-rouser kind of, like, stand-ups uh, from the 60s and 70s. But, like... Being like this horrible misogynist just doesn't seem like, uh, <laughs> like it doesn't help me understand any better why he's in the position that he's in, like why yeah. he's so celebrated, and why these like female, you know, why sort of actresses flock or even you know actors flock to him. like it just it's it's baffling to me. Yeah. So no, I I have a hard time <laughs> separating the art from the artist. I um, do too because I really I'm the kind of person who holds grudges and me too. I don't forget when like someone's wronged me even a little bit. So if Scorpio. I hear something like <laughs> bad about yeah. someone and uh, like any type of yeah. art, entertainment, whatever, mm-hmm. I'm like, that's going to stick with me and I'm always going to feel weird about like enjoying anything you've done. Mm-hmm. Even if it's just like I hear you're an asshole or something yeah. or like you treated someone that just mean a little bit. Yeah, I think I have an easier time of it. I'm very, like, I'm a Virgo pragmatist. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Sorry, you're like Scorpios versus Virgo here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, just in terms of, like, personally, I'm not generally a grudge holder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very, like... We, we got that covered. Don't worry yeah. about it. <laughs> um, I, I mean, it's difficult. And for me, like, it's not fair, but, like, it also, like depends on what it is like that's and that's awful because it's like well everything's all of these things are bad (laughs) so like all these things are morally upsetting to me and it's if I discuss the person as an individual Mm -hmm. I can't get behind them but then like I'll watch something and it'll be like really super lovely and be like oh I quite loved that I think I think it's fair to say like someone who's utterly a horrendous human being can make really powerful art, you know? Mm-hmm. I Like, Picasso. Picasso is always the example <laughs> that comes up. Always. And, and it comes up all the time when yeah. people talk about Woody Allen, too. Um, so, yeah, I think it has to do with, like, historical context, too. I'm curious that if, like, what's going to happen 50 years from now? Like, are people right. going to pick up a Woody Allen movie and be like, oh my god, that's a genius. Like, I don't... be like, oh my god, it's that guy that, like... That dude, how did he make all these fucking movies, you know? Daughter. You know? And, like, you know, um, I wonder. Like, I really wonder. Like, Picasso, Mm -hmm. 
fine, you know, there's this whole context and, or T.S. Eliot, if you want to go to the literary route, you know, some real primo assholes when it comes to politics. Mm -hmm. I love T.S. Eliot's poetry, but he was a pseudo-fascist and (laughs) that doesn't sit well with me at all. So I, I appreciate, I certainly understand, and maybe it's like part of it is historical dip, like distance too I think, from yeah. some of these things. I think it is. I was, Walt Disney is an example. Yes, he yeah. like created my whole childhood. Biggest racist on the face racist of the planet. fascist dude. Yeah. Right. Um, and I was even thinking like uh, Coco Chanel, mm-hmm. who like is such a like, in terms of like feminism and Good. women, like yeah. Huge Nazi sympathizer. So it's like, but because I'm, you know, so many generations past that, it's easier for me to just be like, well, I'm just enjoying their stuff. Like, yeah, yeah, it's different when it's now and you're like, like giving them your money. Like you're literally supporting them and saying like, yes, I will go watch movies with Casey Affleck. When yeah. really, like, your heart is being like, no, no. I don't want him to continue to work. <laughs> right. Or, you I know? guess the Casey Affleck one is really interesting to me, too, because that one came up in parallel with, who was the director of Birth, the new Birth Nate of a Nation? Parker? Nate Parker. Nate Parker. So those yeah. tended to yeah. be this was... weird twin conversation happening. Um, I think Roxanne Gray? Ro- Roxanne Gray, is that her Gay. name? Gay. Okay. Roxanne Gay. Yeah. Yes. Um... <laughs> had an interesting article about how she was differentiating between a Nate Parker and a Casey Affleck, you know, one being just a sexual harasser and one being a rapist. Like you kind of start getting into those sort of fucked up conversations yeah. too. Um, but yeah. Casey Affleck, you know, I did go see, um, my God, what was the Manchester by the Sea? I just, I had a moment there. Um, because I adore Kenneth Longerman. Mm-hmm. Um, Longerman, Loggerman, whatever. Sure, you know, whatever. <laughs> I he doesn't make movies often. I'm I'm into him as a filmmaker. So then you get into this question of like, well, who? Like obviously Casey Affleck makes money, but mm-hmm. there, it's it's a collaborative right. effort for film, too. especially. There's so many people, people involved. involved. Yeah. yeah, you know, it's not just one little piece of art that no. this person made. It's and like industry and thing. that movie did not I mean I guess I don't know if this is splitting hairs at this point but like yes K- Casey Affleck winning an Oscar that's fucked up mm. um that that movie got made and supported like he was an actor in the movie that only ended up there because Matt Damon was busy let's also <laughs> remind people of that yep. right and that movie did not get made because of Casey Affleck whereas mm. like Woody Allen movies are made Me. Because of Woody Allen, yeah, yeah, and people, it's his name, that it's him, gets right? So I, 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 again, I don't want to, you know, create this like moral, ambiguous kind of mm-hmm. thing. But I think you it know, is it is morally <laughs> ambiguous. Yeah, you're not sure. directly like boycotting Casey Affleck by boycotting that movie, or you're not really completely supporting no. him by seeing that movie. No, no. But my thing with Casey Affleck, I think we yeah. already talked about this, was. That he won the award, like, the, his allegations of sexual mm-hmm. harassment happened on a movie he was working on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was, like, workplace sexual harassment. harassment. Yeah, and yeah. then he won an award given by his from peers. From his industry. For from his, his work. work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that's... was my thing. Like, sometimes it could, you can separate, like, I don't know what they do at home kind of thing, but their work. Yeah, that's a really good They're good at their point. job. But this was, like, 
No, he wasn't good at his job. He was sexually harassing people at his job. Yeah. And now you're saying, have some more jobs and, like, get promoted in your jobs kind of (laughs) thing to put into kind of more everyday context. Like, you, you know, you were accused of doing this at this job, but now, like, your future employers aren't going to, like, hold back on that? Because, like, every other industry, they'd be like, whoa, maybe not, there's some shit. You'd be fired. You'd be fired. One would hope, right? Like, I mean, that's... But then, then, you know, money and power and names, that stuff gets overlooked, especially for men. Yeah. Yeah. So... So I don't, I I don't think you can, but we do do it all the time, too. Like, I think that's, you know, maybe the catch-22 about the situation. Like, I certainly... I obviously have seen Woody Allen movies, even though, you know, I, I, again, like even if the, what, they aren't even, I don't even know what you want to say (laughs) legally about Woody Allen, but like, I just, I'm not impressed by him. So I, I've gone to see his movies, but I will not be one of these like fearless internet defenders of Woody Allen, for example. No. No. Um... (laughs) But that said, like, I didn't see Birth of a Nation either, um, to be honest, and that's partially from, I was super excited to see the movie initially, and then all this stuff came out, and I, yeah, unfortunately, actively decided not to see it, um, in some ways. I may still see it, but that also had to do with the fact that the movie, that, like, a central narrative strain of the film is around a rape, right? right? Mm-hmm. So... It that was a little, it it's a very, little, yeah, that makes it a little bit unseemly. Yeah. Um, like, oh, now you're also a hypocrite. Yeah. 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 When someone's like the like personal thing they're accused of, whatever is like in one of their films or something, it's like, yeah. Ooh, that, hmm. And I that's, could, I and that's could have other, ignored it, except like you, you're, you're not just, separating you're from your art. Face. So, <laughs> and I think that's the maybe that's actually one of the shittiest things about Woody Allen is he like flaunts that mm-hmm. in a lot of his films. He flaunts the like underage lover, teenage mm-hmm. lover. Um, he flirts with that idea a lot. Um, even the movie, I, again, I haven't seen it, but a lot of people wrote about it in Crimes and Misdemeanors. Like, you know, there's a moment where he sort of, like, weirdly, uh, he shows Dylan Farrow, like, his child, and makes some sort of fucking joke about, like, perverse joke. And so, like, I think there's, I don't know. So there's stuff like that about Woody Allen where you're just like, uh, like, do you think you're getting, like, why would you even flirt with those ideas in your movies when you know, do you yeah. really feel that, that above it and really detach from it? Anyway, that went really dark. <laughs> you know, they're looking at me like, oh, what have you done? No, but, no you know, I agree. Um, I, so that's the Nate Parker thing too. Like you're, yeah. you're addressing something that you were like on trial for. Yeah. Yeah. I think Woody Allen, too, is everything that he says or does is wrapped in this, like, pseudo-intellectual schmooze that just, like, oozes from him. Mm -hmm. And people just take that as, like, oh, okay, well, Woody Allen's saying it, and he's so smart, and he's so... And I'm like, it really bothers me just because you're not... He's not saying anything intelligent. He took something Freud said 50 years ago and, like, rewrapped it so that he can make a perverse joke and make it seem like it's not that bad because, oh, yeah. pseudo-intellectual. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, it bothers that, me. That's a different. That's a different podcast. Me like <laughs> railing against what Hollywood has decided is intelligence, smartness, and like intellectualism. Like that's that's like a whole. I could I could do a whole show on that because that's your new podcast. That's my new podcast. <laughs> Schooling Hollywood. I would totally do it. But I, you know, like how long do you run on that stuff? Because it, he's still running know, on it. I know. And it's like, you know, forget he's a horrible person. Like he's just, he's actually not that smart. Everyone. Hint, <laughs> hint, wink, wink. He's not his, yeah. You know, I can name drop Derrida too. Doesn't make me smart. Trust me. <laughs> I just did for the podcast. <laughs> Thank you very much. Oh boy, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> mic drop with with the Darren. Darren reference. <laughs> mic drop right there. Leave it there. <laughs> yeah. Um. So what about we kind of touched on? What if it's not like they're accused of something horrible? But what if they're just like problematic like this happens all the time you're like oh I really like this movie but I know it's like really unfeminist or like it's really this but I like it because of this and you kind of like you know it's problematic as they say I mean I struggle with that I think Mm -hmm. probably everyone does I'm like it was so fun to watch but oh my god it made like that little feminist thread in me want to (laughs) die yeah I'm trying to think of a good example I mean, I watched Entourage, like, the whole series. And <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, I, I love, love these boys. Movie. It's a terrible show for women. <laughs> but I love them. But it's terrible. <laughs> you know, like, stuff I, like that. I feel like it just gets you into this really weird uh, rabbit hole, though, of, like, what is art supposed to do? <laughs> As if separating the yeah. art from the artist <laughs> was not a complicated enough discussion. But, like, uh, you know, I think about what I appreciate about art to a certain extent is that it's not necessarily an argument or it's not necessarily some, you know, um, realistic historical sociology, you know, Mm -hmm. like it's not a sociology PhD dissertation. Mm -hmm. Um, and for me, like for me personally, good art like raises questions and I think you can watch something that you find problematic Mm -hmm. Um, and sometimes that's a point. Sometimes they're trying to be provocative. They're trying to poke and, and generate reactions or get people to think about things. Um, I'd almost prefer that than someone giving me what they think, because this never works. I'm going to give you a feminist movie (laughs) and then just watch Twitter. Like it's full on hot take meltdown. (laughs) So I guess, um, I... Yeah, if things are problematic, they're problematic, but uh, why, you know? I think it's almost mm-hmm. worse when they try to be this, you know, statement on something. Uh, it's always going to come up short. Like, it's because it's not, that's not what movies do. No, right? No. So I think you can enjoy them. Be like, oh, this is messed up, this is messed up, this is messed up. Um, but it's a good time. But it's a good time. You <laughs> well, know? and I think, like, if you know what's problematic about the film... Yeah. yeah. Well, you, like, we're movie nerds, so that we're... And right. We, we care. Know. We yeah, fit, yeah. and we're like, oh. We're not... Yeah, we're not... fucking narrator. <laughs> you know, the more... The casuals will, like, the let... <laughs> I like the, the casuals. Like, yeah. All this 
um, you know, like, massage, like this too. subtle stuff like racism and massage, like those yeah. tropes. When and it's stereotypes. just the undertone, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not yeah, really over. They'll just they'll just take that in without yeah. really realizing. Whereas yeah. we are like so aware of like how many women are speaking and what are they saying and like how many people of color are this and like yeah, yeah. what's about you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're noticing that because we want to notice those things but some people just watch movies mm-hmm. to just have a good time yeah and that's fine a lot of people so, do a lot of people do this is i'd say most people do. most people it do. gets in there though that's well, yeah. well and and these narratives do matter and like you know they the way things representations happen and how people take them up like mm-hmm. it is important so i agree like yeah, we can enjoy it and whatever, and we do need the analysis, and we do need people who are aware of how these things have Absolutely. impacts. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think that, uh, yeah, if you have the tools to be able to, if you're media literate, you have the tools to be able to read these things, you can be like, this is enjoyable, but this is messed up, this is messed up, this mm-hmm. and Does it make it a lesser work of art? No. Um, but again, it, like, uh better to have a discussion than not mm-hmm. and I think that's maybe this, the middle of the road shit that no one quite likes but everyone kind of watches yeah. I think it's more dangerous in some ways because it's not bringing anything to the world and like you have such power with movies mm-hmm. to maybe not make a statement but you are saying stuff about the world yeah. you're putting something in the world and then the world takes that and creates the world and then we put and in our media, and then it goes back. Well, and it reflects, <laughs> yeah. and it's reflected, right? You yeah. Know? Um, but problematic, I don't know, problematic, everyone's problematic. So that's, like, yeah. one thing, you know? But, I, like, Roman Polanski's another person on the list. <sighs> right. We didn't even uh, get to him. <laughs> the only thing I will say that is, you know, I, I struggle a little bit more with Roman Polanski than I do with Woody Allen because I actually like a lot of Roman Polanski's films. What I think is utter, utter fucking bullshit was that when they tried to extradite him to the U.S. a couple of years ago, a bunch of actors and directors and people that I actually was like, like one person, I'm going to single him out, Gail Garcia Bernal, who's mm-hmm. supposedly a super progressive politics, mm-hmm. who I liked a lot. Uh, <laughs> signed this thing that they shouldn't extradite him because he's a great artist. Like, that's oh, bullshit. It's okay to, you know, yeah. you have know, sex with underage women because you're a great yeah. artist. Yeah. Drug and, and, and have sex with them. But, right. But it's just, so that to me is the flip side of it. Like, fine, you know, let them make movies. Don't judge their movies based on their character. No, but, but like, please don't ask the law to yeah. extend the rules because they're a great artist. the line there is like yes. your art cannot influence the law. Yeah. Whether or not you it want does, to think about but it does but Cosby. for people to oh, yeah <laughs> Cosby but for like people to overtly think it was a good idea to sign this open letter was frankly embarrassing to me. Mm-hmm. Like you know, you could talk about other things, like how the the woman at the center of that case actually has wanted to drop the charges for a long time. All these things, like there are other things that you can talk about, but like, but that's it, not that has that is not the way to, to do. Yeah, <laughs> because he's a great artist is not an excuse. No, for anything. For anything. And maybe that's to me more quote unquote problematic is that that's how Hollywood thinks. 
Yeah. Yeah. That the, the art most... and the movies and the name and everything Makes is you untouchable. Yeah. Is above reproach. Yeah. And that's maybe their attitude generally shocking. You know, mm. I think of Reese Witherspoon like I'm America oh, yeah. or whatever. Like that, that's another one that comes to mind hilariously. Do you know who I am? Do you, know who I am? <laughs> you know, like I mean that's I guess the thing about Hollywood is like uh, <laughs> sorry, Reese Witherspoon, to like lump you in with yeah. these dudes. Uh, sorry. Um, also, like slightly <laughs> different weighted. Yeah. You know, drunk driving. But I well, mean, I mean, that's still that's problem. pretty shitty. Yeah, you still um, kill somebody. Exactly. Yeah. But I mean, that I think that maybe is what is the sh- the the horrible insight into Hollywood is this, and what people already know is that they do think they. And they do exist in this world that above above everybody else, yeah. and mm-hmm. where laws don't apply, and so that's why the yeah, that's why the Bill Cosby thing is is shit too, right? Um, this is a man who's admitted to drugging women before he has sexual encounters, like he's admitted in depositions, yeah. legal depositions, and, and yet yeah. there's still. A, a question about right. it. Right. And as long as there's a jury and it's people, yeah. I feel like they're never gonna get a conviction know, because yeah. there's always gonna be that one person who's like, no, because who, he... who defends it, right? Oh, the law. That That's another whole podcast, right? right? <laughs> yeah, that's... <laughs> that's another whole... But I mean, I guess that's the, that's the... For me, the Polanski letter was like, gave me the most insight into how... You know, because we have a... You know, fits about award season and whatever but they're they're really always really good indicators of how hollywood imagines itself um Mm -hmm. and how that industry imagines itself and that in the end is what the most going thing is it's not the movies that they make necessarily it's the whole machinery behind it that allows all this stuff promotes it that's a dark moment. I still love movies, though. <laughs> I know. Yay. Yay. Yay, movies. We talk all the time about, like, how terrible the industry is and it's all money. Yeah. And blah, blah, blah. We're like, but, we're like, but we're going to go see movies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't think it's, I don't think it's the, uh, I don't think it's the whole industry. I think, no. like, I think there's a lot of, like, very good people who, you know, I know people who've worked in the industry are just like, I'm paying bills. Mm-hmm. Like, I could give a yeah. shit about the movie I'm working on, just don't want people to get hurt. You know, they do their job really well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when I talk about machinery, I'm talking about the the producers, yeah. the, the studios. The um, media. <laughs> the media itself. Like, that's the, you know, the big part of the machine that is mm-hmm. going to take a very long time to dismantle um i mean studios just as a general thing it's almost hard to say anything good about ever in the history of studios exactly in the history of hollywood period because that's when it comes up to being business yeah you start with like at the bottom people just want to make art yeah and then they turn and do how can i make it becomes something else Yeah. yeah And making money is hell. Making money is fine. Um, I think I I don't have a problem with that. And like filmmaking is an extremely, extremely, extremely expensive business. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you want people being paid to do that kind of work. Um, that said, why does Woody Allen get to make another movie? And then you know you see 
if if a female film director, for example, if we want to talk about gender, mm-hmm. like you make one movie, you know, Twitter has a little little all the male, the trolls on Twitter mm-hmm. have a little shit fit about it, and then suddenly never they're again. never, never working again. again. Um, you know, they're not allowed to fail in the same no. way that Woody Allen has failed over and over. over and over and over again. Plus, with this really lurid disgusting aspect to his personal life it's kind of like that that's bullshit it's just like a kick in the face as a yes, woman it's exactly like, oh he can have you know sexual relations with underage women yeah, and yeah. marry his daughter and yeah. i can't get my movie made, right and make you know <laughs> and make like 50 terrible films yeah but he's Not woody allen terrible like me just just me. super mediocre right because right? they it was just nothing it was yeah. just like he just wanted to produce for yeah. like it was it was quantity over quality yeah, yeah. it really truly is with him especially mm-hmm. yeah, yeah during that like 20 the 20 year 20, period 30 years yeah. right so that's a long time to be like just that that period you know like, 20 years i was a bit couple off decades. now come back be like like even someone like, <laughs> like Steven Spielberg, who's who's a very good filmmaker and not apparent as far as I know a terrible human being. Like, <laughs> he he's not even that as prolific, right? Like no. so, it's like what is this compulsion? Like what? Why? Like why are you also making he all must this? Must have stuff? like really his films must have really connected with people at that time, like seventies or whatever. And now those are the people in power. And they're it's like they've championed him the, the whole you know, way through. Well, fortunately, they're dying. They're Woo! dying off. <laughs> dying off. It's <laughs> a terrible thing to say. Oh, but like, yeah, because yeah. that's part of it too. It's like I don't understand what context would give you that much power either. Like I, again, because I think of the people that I admire from that period. Mm-hmm. Um, like even Fle- I love Fellini. He did some wackadoo stuff. <laughs> In his later years, but it was that's, always that's a kind. Yeah, it was always interesting. I will, I will say that about Fellini. Um, and he's a conversation starter. He is a conversation starter, and uh, you know, I. Uh, so that's a little <laughs> bit different, but but you know, uh, yeah. How is Woody Allen still making the same movie after thirty years? Is yeah. It's, it's just, <laughs> it's just the fucking, the what way. we always talk about, like, this is the industry, fucking this white is men. white men getting <laughs> all the opportunities this is our chances moment. to screw up. Yeah, yeah. It's true. And it's true. Yeah, that's the answer, straight white men. Yeah. <laughs> that's the short answer. It's the short answer. He's a straight white man. Only- With, at this point, money and power and influence. Exactly. And it only took us 80 minutes to... to, to they <laughs> to, should be, to come to they that. should be really <laughs> proud that it took us 80 minutes to say, straight white guys. <laughs> That's always the answer. I know. It's literally how we end every podcast. <laughs> <laughs> straight white guys. Way, way to go. Way to ruin it yeah. for the rest of us. Always. Yeah. Because um, <laughs> yeah. uh, I tried to think of some women who are problematic. I came up with something. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I, some people have been criticizing Sofia Coppola lately because all of her movies are very white. Yeah. Okay. Like, that's that's another thing of like. Sure. I enjoy your movies. I can see that it's not as yeah. diverse, diverse or whatever as it could be, but it shouldn't. That doesn't take away from that movie. But yeah. And then there's something else about Anna Lily Amirpour, who I haven't seen 
this her stuff yet. Um, yeah, she did um, A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night, which I've been meaning to watch, and I really want to see The Bad Batch that's about to come out. And someone, I think a black woman, like, confronted her at, like, a Q&A thing about, like, the only black woman in the movie gets, like, raped and beaten or something. Uh. And she kind of, like, brushed it off or, like, the woman was trying to, like, start a conversation about, like, race and, yeah, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she just, like, wouldn't answer or just, like, blew it off. Like, that's nonsense. Of course I'm not racist or whatever. And it's like, mm, uh, so now it's, well, it's, not it's a, a thing now that it's, it. like, mm-hmm. you're not even addressing... You know, if you have something like that in your films or some sort of problem, you know, then you have to at least be able to, like, talk about it intelligently. Because if you try to just blow it off and be like, well, I just happen to only tell stories about white people or something, like, "Mm, that's not going to cut it anymore. Yeah, I don't know her films, so I really can't comment, but if your one black female character is getting raped and killed you might want to have an answer for why that's yeah. the case. Right. Just, you know, you know, just throwing it out there. Because if you don't, then it shows you put no thought into it and you were just basically letting, you know, the racist world you live in get inside your head and yeah. influence you without you really, or even worse, realizing you it. Or worse, you think that's or, adequate for quote-unquote diversity casting. Right. Right? Yeah. <laughs> However, at the same yeah. time, yes. with women, these are the problematic things yeah. that we're talking yeah. about. Yes. Not sexually assaulting men on the movie set. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, you know, raping someone. Right. Or, yeah. Because, I mean, like, there's a lot of male directors who, if we're going to start getting into, like, problematic in yeah. terms yeah. of diversity in the actual film, it would open up to a much wider like, it's spectrum. Really, it is really hard to think about stories about women in Hollywood who have super abused their power. Right. Like, it's mm-hmm. I, it's actually... And for someone... Like, I read a lot of gossip. Like, my Reese Witherspoon example was the saddest <laughs> one. Right? But, like, that that is an example. Like, sure, you know, there are stories of people being bitches or whatever mm-hmm. the case is. Some of the old Hollywood stuff's kind of fun and sort well, of salty. Right. But, um, you know, and, and those are the stories that we sort of hear about women. Like, the... I still haven't seen Joan Crawford and Betty Davis duke it out and whatever feud, but like Mm -hmm. there really aren't these narratives about, uh, except I guess the Betty Davis, Joan Crawford being abusive mothers. Mm. That would be maybe one Fair example. Enough. We're also going back to Betty Davis. Yeah, that's Crawford. like a little, <laughs> Sorry, I took yeah. you way no. back. Um, but yeah, no, it's really hard to think of these narratives um, where I guess Angelina Jolie gets a bit of shit um, for having blood vials and right. That's sort of like just her being weird. Yeah, I know exactly. Yeah. But but. But yeah, it's like, really hard to think stories. of women abusing yeah. power. I think part of that is is because especially in in industries like Hollywood, yeah. it's so hard to get power as yeah, a woman yeah, that yeah. like yeah. we're a lot. I feel like women are a lot more conscious conscious about like main, being able to like yeah. maintain that by not blowing their careers. I think yeah, it's yeah. because stories like this come out about women and they never worked again. Whereas. No. Stories like this come out about men, and it's like, oh, well, we have yeah. to be. I'll make up for it in my next movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, I'll throw that one character in there. Right. Or, you to know, like, I'll release an apology on the Huffington yeah. Post, you know? like, And it really feels like there's still that uneven shift in mm-hmm. terms of second chances. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm really trying to think of a woman. 
It's even hard to think of a female artist that sort of inhabits right. that. Well, I mean, like, I did the same thing. I went back to, like, Coco Chanel yeah, for, yeah, like, yeah. an right. example of, like, yeah. a woman that, like, did questionable things in her personality. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's you know, yeah. we can't even pin this one on Madonna. <laughs> I mean, she did some, she, I mean, if you want to go on the, but yeah, like, yeah, it's hard. Nothing as legal as what we've seen men go through. Yeah, and right. continue yeah, yeah, yeah. to mm-hmm. succeed yeah. when mm-hmm. there's like definitive proof. Like when the yeah. Chris Brown Rihanna thing happened. Right. Yeah, that one's really messed up. I it was it was shocking to me because you oh I'd like hear celebrity things like apparently this guy's a piece of shit, he threw this around or like yeah. allegedly this happened, but I was like Oh you no, they have pictures of Rihanna and I like read yeah. an article which was like basically the police report and I was like terrified the entire time just reading like what happened he, he nearly killed her yeah. Like, yeah you know and i was just like how is anyone ever okay with being around this person like yeah. and he still has a music career yeah. yeah and i was just like i can't even like if i hear his songs or something like i can't i can't even think about fortunately him. i don't even know a chris brown song like i i yeah you know no. i know brianna i don't i don't Except for Occasionally this. Occasionally it's like featuring Chris Brown because it's some like pop song or whatever. And yeah. I'm like, mm, So yeah. maybe I've heard it. I just don't know. But yeah, the yeah, Chris Brown right. one. And now he now, his current ex has like a five year restraining order against they him. All, right. If every woman you've been with has a restraining order against no. you, like at what point do we not? That was, yeah. That was the most like just shocking thing just because I was like, you. I saw her face. Yeah. And, like, you Every, read everyone the police did. report. Everyone and I was like, that was the first, like... It was Hollywood scandal thing where there was, like, just proof. Undeniable. Yeah. And then we're all like, what are you still doing with him? It and was like, such an why, incident. Why is everyone ever talking to him, ever? Because it was, it was almost like it happened live because it was go on the way to the awards show or whatever, right? Yeah. And they didn't and show then, up. And they didn't show up, yeah. And so it's like, everyone was like, why didn't Rihanna and Chris Brown? So it was like this weirdly, like, almost live showing of, like, this thing like, happening. Like it was even very that, strange. Even that couldn't prevent him from beating right. the shit out of her, right? Like, that's... I guess the other person to talk about it would be Johnny Depp. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, and then how Amber Heard is being treated about it. Yeah. Right. That's the thing. Yeah. She's, yeah. Well, and just, he's another example of someone who's, like, all of these movies that are, are, like, basically ways for him to pay off his massive debt <laughs> now, you know, like, um... Thank God for Tim Burton, says like, no, Johnny Depp. Oh, man, seriously, right? Like... So that's a situation where you're like, I don't, that is enabling someone when yes. you like go and buy a ticket to, mm-hmm. I have never even seen these pirates of the Caribbean <laughs> movies. I don't know. You know, I'm like, like, what number are they on? Yeah, like he's still 18,000. He's I'm got like, I saw the first there. one. I was in like fucking high school. Know, what is happening? Yeah. No, I, you know. For me, it's just like Edward Scissorhands. And, yeah, the Tim Burton mm. ones are yeah. the ones. Edward that, Scissorhands was great. It was great, but all he's done is shit for the last yeah, ten yeah. years. Just like Woody Allen. It's like Woody Allen exactly, and it's like every time you go, name. and he still has like I mean, we'll see how he fares after he's in a big dispute with his former managers over like he's in massive debt. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see with all his movies bombing whether the studios will still 
go for it. But someone, I, I think he's in the new Harry Potter movie. He, he is. Johnny Depp is going to be fine. Yeah. Woody Allen is going to be fine. Uh, Roman Polanski is going to be fine. Bill Cosby is going to be fine. Seems like he's going to be fine. So, that is... <laughs> so, in case you weren't depressed. Yeah, I know. No, in case we haven't, you know, done yeah. it enough. Thanks, Woody Allen. <laughs> so, what, what have we learned? What's the... Sum this up. Can you separate art from the artist? Yes. It's difficult. It's difficult. <laughs> That's depending on how much like, you... Yes, can... but not all the time, is depends my answer. On, yeah. Depends on the art. Depends, depends on, on the, the artist. Depends on the time what, period. What depends, they did or yeah. whatever. Every... All those factors, I think, go yeah. into every individual's decision about whether or not they can still support Enjoy the it. art. And I mean, yeah. then it comes down to a personal, a personal decision, really. Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, I guess it also we sort of have all said it depends what the relationship of the artist is to his art, too. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Woody Allen talking about relationships, mm. human relationships. Yeah, exactly. It like, <laughs> chills down your spine. Well, that's um, the thing about, we're talking about, like, art in general, but film being so narrative yeah. and people and characters, it's very different because they're literally saying things and they're literally yeah. putting things on screen or not. Mm-hmm. It's not a really interpretive art yeah. form. Depends on the film. But yeah, I can I can see what you mean. It's mm-hmm. enacting something. Yeah. So when you have like specifics about the artist that you're trying to separate from the art, but then you you know, you're not looking at like a lovely painting and yeah. like the colors are pretty well, I don't know. <laughs> and like not thinking about what you heard about the artist. Yeah. But with a movie it's like Oh, this person who did this thing wrote these words. Yeah. This is what yeah. they're saying. You yeah, know? I think it does matter. And again, like, as we were sort of talking about the movie, like, Woody Allen always puts himself in yeah. his movies. So he he literally is always a persona in mm-hmm. his work. And so... That makes it very hard to... Yeah, it makes it hard for us say to it's, say it's not about him or mm-hmm. it's, his work is not about, about him. him. He makes it about him. Mm-hmm. Stop feeding the beast, basically. Is my <laughs> How big is fucking Woody Allen's ego? Like, is massive. there an end to it? No, massive. And what's annoying is I can't make my massive ego give me all the movies that I want to yeah. make the time of day. So, <laughs> Woody Allen. <laughs> okay, so. We hate Woody Allen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I came in here hating Woody Allen. I hope I didn't uh, make everyone else hate no, Woody Allen. No, my opinion leaving no, the yeah. same as Woody I haven't watched yeah. any of his since I've heard more about him. Yeah. And so watching this, I was like... I remember... I yeah, I remember the moment when I found out what, like, his... His deal was. With Mia Farrow in particular and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It was like an old magazine that I found in the house. I was like... I was like... 13 or something. Yeah. And I, like, read it, and I was like, that is messed up. I remember, like, learning about, like, how he married his adopted daughter or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, why isn't everyone talking about this? This is horrifying. <laughs> yeah. I remember, like, I remember this. I was probably, like, 10-ish, I think, when this stuff, and, you know, like, you know, 
when this stuff blew up, it was, Mm -hmm. it was wild. So I think it's always been part of my knowing of, of Woody Allen forever. For sure. But I think now more than ever, more so than the 2000s and 90s, did we actually care about this shit too, to tell you the honest truth. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. That's the thing. Some like stuff that comes out now is kind of like, oh, this happened like 30 years ago. And, like, people knew. Yeah. But, like, now, like, young people are learning about it and getting yeah. enraged because yeah, unless it's you no had... longer acceptable to exactly. a lot of people. Unless you had, like, a... Subs- like, I had a friend whose parents subscribed to People Magazine, for example. <laughs> <laughs> or, like, they had... Ca- I didn't have cable, but they did. So, like, mm-hmm. you'd see Entertainment Tonight. Like, this... Because because the internet... Right. You know, this stuff is all so much more accessible, accessible. and in your face, too. Mm-hmm. So it's really hard You can to... dig up old stuff. Yeah. Now yeah. nothing, yeah. Now nothing no. dies, so... Yeah. Everything has a... Con- like, there's no excuse for not knowing the context of things now, I mm-hmm. think, yeah. to a large extent. it takes two seconds to type it in Google. Google it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as always, you can email us your thoughts on Woody Allen. <laughs> oh boy. Fight us. At in the movies podcast at gmail.com, the world's longest email. Uh, you can't say that about this email and the Doctor Who one. They're won. both long. The Doctor Who one's much longer. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> uh, you can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at in the movies pod, where Tish writes things and Juliana. Every Some six months, right? Sometimes you nice. remember to post something. Yeah. Job sharing. Yeah. Um, and in the description, you'll find the links to the blog post. Um, beginning, I don't know. We didn't have a lot of links and research stuff, but I'll put some links couple. in there. Yeah, yeah we, we got, got a couple, couple things yeah. that we referenced. Watch it your own way. <laughs> <laughs> so you Trigger can see warning. what we're talking about. Um, and link to YouTube, because Julianne and I review... Movies sometimes? When, yeah. Sometimes. I feel like it's been a long time. It's been a while. <laughs> and I talk about movies and stuff. Um, and if you want to support the podcast, because you love it so much, you can <laughs> go to my Patreon and uh, become a patron and give some money. And that'll help us do stuff. Um, it'll also help us if you go to iTunes and rate and review, because that puts it in the iTunes things and other people can see it and we can all have fun listening to the podcast. (laughs) That's it. Thanks for being here, man. Thanks Thanks for having me. It was great. It was great. Yay. Yay. See you next week. Bye. 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 Bye.